Greetings, people of the internet. My name is Big Mo, and it is my honor to welcome you to the hardest hitting, full of ranting, most entertaining show in the world. This is the Dave Van Aken Show! What's up, guys? Here we go. Dave Van Auken here, the Dave Van Auken Show, UFC 281 Rapid fire reaction so much so much guys uh, episode 153 so pumped to uh, have you guys back on like always appreciate you guys so much monday november 14th we are like 10 days away from thanksgiving uh this weekend myself i actually have a commentating gig in biloxi mississippi for game bread boxing so very excited for that so it's gonna be a little bit shorter of a week of a content week but like always gotta come talk to you guys ufc 281 if not the event of the year, pretty damn close. Like that was something we, we, we witnessed something uh, pretty damn cool in the mixed martial arts space. So a ton of stuff, uh, man, first of all, just awful, you know, it was, it went through Sunday, uh, midday Sunday and just took over Sunday night. And, um, you know, feels weird to announce something as sad as, of course, Anthony Rumble Johnson passing away at the uh, young age of 38. That's how old I am. And I just can't even imagine what, you know, with everyone in the family and what that I got and just so much stuff going on. I just, I can't stop. Like, I got so much stuff going on. Um, It just, I couldn't imagine what it does to uh, everyone that's around me and everyone that's so damn close to me and, of course, just my immediate family. But just how sad it was and, you know, seeing the... The outpour and the reactions from, of course, the MMA community, um, it was overwhelming. It was just super, super sad and, um, you know, just, oh, man, hate to, hate to hear it, see it. Um, yeah, Rumble, Anthony Johnson, young age of 38. Um, all right, I guess we try. Let's uh, transition into UFC 281. We were so hyped on this card. Uh, it was, uh, I had a... Done multiple preview shows, but even the day before, we had a really cool preview show with Pearl Gonzalez. I saw you guys downloaded it. It was a great pod. And Pearl was so on point on this card. Like, incredibly on point about the card, especially on the main event. And was saying how we're going to see things that we, we, you know, we shouldn't see right now, especially in the middleweight division and the striking and the high-level striking. I thought the fight was tremendous. You know, people can have a now a different reaction on it but in the in the moment of it I thought it was just so breathtaking it was such a you knew Pierre could and have that left hand you knew Pierre can knock out Izzy at any time but Izzy was winning the fight so let's not get that twisted because I'm hearing a lot now and I almost did the pod right after the show so damn late let's just be honest I, I live in Florida it's on the east coast it's 150 by the time the fight ends and uh, there's people calling me right now about game bread boxing. Um, one fifty on the AM, and now you know you're still in the moment of it. I still want to hear reactions. I do. I watched the uh, post fight presser in New York City. So now it's like two forty five, three o'clock by the times I need to get to bed to start my Sunday. I I can't even react on it. And then when the day goes by, now I'm like listening to things on Sunday, and I'm like, now nah, I love taking it in. You know that. So, but I I definitely want to get this reaction out there. Let's not get it twisted. 
about how Israel Adesanya was winning this fight on all three scorecards, three rounds to one. And even, I know he caught him there in the fifth, right? And I know, you know, he started to take over and he really started to hunt. Like uh, Alex Piera with the corner of Glover Teixeira and the group was was telling him he needs a knockout. And he was on the hunt. We saw in all those embeddeds and we saw multiple socials about how Pierre was uh, using the bow and arrow. Super cool. Great analogy. He was he was hunting Izzy Adesanya. But even I just watched, I rewatched the fight. Even the first minute of the fifth round, Israel Adesanya was winning the fight. He kept on, Izzy kept on playing. I thought a little bit dangerous game. He was moving a lot. And he kept on putting his back to that damn cage. And he even said in his post-fight presser that, you know, all those calf kicks that Pierre was uh, throwing at him and kicking him really did damage so far down the line. And he felt midway through round five, he was in concrete. He couldn't move like he did in rounds three, four, two, and one. So you got into concrete and he kind of got damaged. And he's like, hey, you can tell, like you can kind of see, rewatch the 10, 15 seconds before the knockout and before all those combos started flying. I think it was 11 straight punches by uh, the new middleweight champion, Piera. Um, you could see like Izzy <laughs> put his back to it and you like he took a deep breath. And I know, you know, he was probably tired and all that, but I felt just watching it was like, he's like, all right, here we go. Like we're going. And Izzy wanted to throw back, of course, and Izzy did catch Piera. Remember at the end of the first round, he did catch him. If there's 10 more seconds left in that first round, who knows? Maybe we're staying and still. But hats off to Alex Piera. Goddamn machine. Uh, just incredible. A, a lot of the people. Guys, we had Matty Levine breaking down UFC 281 on our, our socials all week long. Boom. Um, she had uh, Piera. Our guy from Ben and Bananas, Ryan Quinn, under the Fight Bananas banner. Boom. Best bet on the card had Alex Piera. Pearl Gonzalez on the preview show. Boom. Had Alex Piera by devastating fashion. I don't want to kind of pat ourselves on the back here, but Fight Bananas was all on this fight. I had Izzy winning, and I guess maybe sometimes I people call me the face of it, but there's Fight Bananas has so many people underneath the platform, so many people and their thoughts and their and their MMA minds and opinions, which I love. Uh, fight Bananas was all over Alex Piera winning this fight. So uh, just incredible main event. Uh, it was shocking how, how eerie similar was the... Kamar Usman versus Leon Edwards. Edwards was up three rounds to one, kind of rolling through. Uh, the mainstay champion, same thing. Izzy was up three rounds to one, was rolling through. The mainstay champion, both got caught um, in round five. Just very eerie, right? Very, very eerie. Um, so both guys, what's next? Has to, has to, has to, has to be an immediate rematch. We need to see Pierre uh, Adesanya 2 in the UFC. I know a lot of people out there are saying, ooh, Pierre already won multiple kickboxing matches. Guys, that helped the lineage. That helped the history. That helped the sell of this pay-per-view fight, and I think it really did because we wanted to see it. Uh, that has, to me, nothing to do with now what they are in the UFC world. Izzy was winning that fight three rounds to one. Izzy was a multiple-year, multiple reign and champion. I think right now the second greatest middleweight to ever do it. Uh, he he deserves, he earns, and he should get the immediate rematch. I don't think it's soon. Like, I'm thinking, looks like everything is booked uh, January, February, March. You know, maybe April. I wouldn't even be surprised. I'm just throwing this out there. They love Izzy. It's a huge fight. Uh, if they can last that long, if one of them gets a little injury or a little banged up and they don't want to do it right away, if they can do this on International Fight Week of next year, and I know it seems so far, 
But guys, we got John Jones coming back. We got the um Usman and Edwards rematch. We have the Brazil show. We have uh in February we're, oh, we got the Volkanovski Makhachev that we have to talk about. So there's a lot of stuff, right? There's a lot of stuff. Are we going to see Francis and Jones in March or April? Uh, where's Amanda Nunes fit back into this? There's a lot, a lot of stuff, you know, featherweight interim Aljo, um, you know, he said six months, but that was last month. So he's Brown April, May by the latest. There's a lot of title fights. We're going to see a Masvidal fight. We're going to see a Conor McGregor fight. So what I'm saying is the months will, will fill up quick. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised I might chop this up. What's the day? Yeah, Monday, November 14th. We're not to Thanksgiving yet. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see uh, Piera Adesanya to International Fight Week, Las Vegas, Nevada. All right, so that's that. Uh, shout out, uh, Zhang Wei Lee, the new strawweight champion. Man, strawweights, it's, uh, Carla's a two-time champ. Rose is a two-time champ. Wei Lee is now a two-time champ. Just uh, kind of... We thought that's what we were going to see, and we did. Um, the masses, the betters, the the media types, the podcasters all had Wei Li by domination, and it was. So congrats to her. Um, I would love, and I, I love Thug Rose. I was there in Jacksonville, one of the greatest moments I've ever been to live in any sporting event. I'm a huge Thug Rose person, and I know that they that you could do Rose and Wei Li 3 easily, and yes, okay, I get it. I would just love to see new blood. Uh, Mana Lamoche, I think, deserves it. She's been on a tear. She's so powerful. I think it's a, it's a different type of fight because Wade Lee is always the, um, the, the twitch power, uh, the explosive fighter. She's always got that edge. I don't know if she has that edge against, uh, Lamoche. So there's uh, Brazil. They said they want to do China. Uh, South Korea's next, uh, next, um, in, in the in the spring, I think it's in February. Let's see. Um, I would love to see Whaley versus the most. Just some new blood. Um, of course, you know Whaley has to be the betting favorite. And if she wins, maybe you can do Rose. I would still love to see Rose and Marina Rodriguez just as a fan. Just that fight, I think, would be uh, pretty damn entertaining. So um, I think Whaley and Lamosh is the matchup there. Let's talk about pretty damn entertaining. How about that featured fight? Uh, we all knew it. We all thought about it going into it. Poirier, Michael Chandler. Uh, a little bit different than we thought. The round two was a wrestling factory. Michael Chandler uh, looks like he lost round one and was saying, let me get one back. Broke the nose. Definitely uh, not a part. The different. I knew he thought he, he had to change up the game plan. He was losing on the feet. 10-9 uh, round. Almost stopped in the first. And he thought he couldn't go another 10-minute banger like he did with Gaethje just this past uh, year ago in the same place. So Chandler wrestles Poirier in round two, gets it done. And then round three picks him up, and it's so wild. It's He has him over his head. He could slam him eight different ways, but he picks the ninth, and it was just the horrible way. He kind of slammed Poirier back on his feet and then gave up his back right away. And then, man, we saw Oliveira on Chandler's back. And he made it. Uh, he just looked, let's just be honest, I don't want to say gas. He didn't look gas. He just looked that the nose was such a, a problem. He just looked out of sorts. He looked, of course, he couldn't breathe right. And Dustin the Diamond Poirier always gets the goddamn job done if it's not for the title. I just, I that was another one. I was on Poirier all week. The man does not lose if it's not for the championship. Like, look, his, his, lineup his um you know people call him gravestones whatever you want to say his his wins michael chandler 
Conor McGregor twice. That war against Dan Hooker, who he won just this past weekend at UFC 281. Congrats to him. Max Holloway, Eddie Alvarez, Justin Gaethje, Showtime Pettis, Jim Miller. One of the Jim Miller will go into the UFC Hall of Fame. Of course, Bobby Green, Diego Fiera. That's just, you know, that's just to name a few. Oh, Max Holloway twice. Forgot he beat him, um, you know, back in the heyday. It's just, God, Dustin and Diamond Poirier. You know, his losses is to Oliveira and Habib Nurmagomedov. Of course, the Michael Johnson knockout. Uh, but yeah, if it's not for the title, give me Poirier all day long. What's next for him? Uh, this is something we put out on Fight Bananas on our platforms. I think Habib said it, and I like it. It's one of those Benil Derouche can't just go for the title. Uh, let's just be honest. He needs a big win. He needs maybe it's a fight night main event or a big co-main event for a pay-per-view Poirier is the huge name, a huge draw. I think ben, uh, Benny needs that. I think Benny uh, needs a huge win to kind of rocket launch him into a deserving title fight. That he, I, the wins are there. It's just the name and the back end and the crowd and the fans are not. If he beats Poirier, I think he gets that. And sooner or later, it's like one of those, you just can't hold a guy down for that long, even if he has no fans and even if he's not fun. Like you just, he keeps on winning fights. God damn, you got to give him a title shot. Uh, and then Poirier, I just think what it does for him is, he, you know, he beat the McGregor twice and then lost to the champion. I, you know, Chandler's a great win, a great, great win. But it's, it would feel a little bit rushed if he did fight for uh, against Makhachev as the champion. So I think him versus Benny just gives it time wise. They don't, you know, it's not like Poirier's going to fight every single day. Makhachev is lined up with Volkanovski, so that kind of to me it it's stops the lightweight division for a second and Poirier is to me the number one guy so I d- it just works out right Chandler uh is out for the title shot you know Chandler wants uh Conor McGregor I just think it's it's perfect Poirier Benny winner fights Islam Makhachev for the championship or of course if Volkanovski does it maybe we'll hit on that at the end pretty crazy but um yeah that's UFC 281 yeah like I said shout out Dan Hooker uh man Devastating about Frankie. I just wanted to see him move and work. Uh, I would. I knew, of course, a loss is a loss, but I would love to see if it went 15 minutes and the and the just the decision at the end, and for him to just to get uh, flatted like that was tough to watch. To get flatted like that, how about Dominic Reyes? That was tough. Uh, Mokiano became a superstar. Says I want money. I love that. Aaron Blanchfield. Holy shit! You're a star. Huge night. Huge night. Steamroll. Um, you know, uh, Matt Favarola, just a really cool card. One of the great cards, just great moments. Madison Square Garden just does something to uh, MMA in the UFC. Just it elevates it mainstream. You saw it on SportsCenter all week. You saw it on shows and podcasts. It just took over. It was very cool. Times Square, and it was a deserving card. Uh, the congratulations, of course, to Alex Pierre. He he to me rocket launched as a just a UFC superstar. And not even that. I know it's I know it's a month, and I know we got Yuri Glover next month, and all of that. Uh, I think there's unquestionably that makes Alex Pierre the fighter of the year. He goes three and zero, and a win in, in in devastating fashion. The title uh, beats Sean Strickland, Bruno Silva. Just guys, he's three and zero, and capturing the middleweight championship against one of the greatest middleweights ever to to do it. I know there's other guys. I know you guys are going to be like, come on, really. No, really. Alex Pereira is the 2022 UFC Fighter of the Year. You can book that in right now, November 14th. Um, 
So that's UFC 281. Yeah, let's get into it real quick. Two minutes and then I'm out. Makochev Volkanovski, Perth, uh, February UFC 284. I, I went back and forth. And then when I saw the poster, and I'm a Volkanovski guy, so let's kind of let's start there. I, I just, uh, when he was the t- ultimate fighter coach against Ortega, I liked Ortega going into the house. Then our guy, of course, Brian Battle was on uh, Volk's team and just watching the show and then everything he's done afterwards. And he is, he's such a, I don't want to say company man because that sounds worse. He's, he's just, he's a workhorse. Alexander Volkanovsky is an absolute workhorse. He wants to be in there. He wants the toughest competitions. He didn't have to fight Max. He did not have to fight him a third time. He beat him twice. They thought it was the biggest fight on the, on the card. They needed a co-main event for the, um, the international show. Boom. He gets it. Um, Korean Zombie, Jacksonville, Florida, boom, gets it. Like, Volkanovski is that guy. He's just, whenever the UFC needs him, I think he, he, he's there. And he fights the toughest damn guys in the division. He's never backs away. He's just, he, to me, he's the greatest featherweight of all time. I know people still have Max. I know some people still have Jose Aldo. To me, it's Volk. So, when this matchup was made, he he's just putting so much on the line. He's the pound-for-pound pound best fighter in the world right now. Usman lost. Izzy lost. It, it's crazy. He's going against Islam Makhlchev, 23-1. Ever since that uh, you know hiccup six, seven years ago with that TKO, he's been on a tear. Makhlchev is that guy. He is the boogeyman. He is Habib Jr. This fight is so damn hard. He doesn't need to do it. Like He can stay in the featherweight division. And, man, I've talked to Josh Emmett 10 times. I love Josh Emmett. Guys, Volkanovski would be a huge bet in favorite over Josh Emmett. Like, he could just stay there and take that fight and just build and cash checks. I like Yair Rodriguez a lot. I don't think he can stop the takedowns of Volk and how big and strong he is. I think these are those are the next two guys. That is even booked for, for the interim. And I think Volkanovski takes both these guys. Like, Volk can stay at 145 and just collect checks. But he's doing something... Um, out of the box. He's doing something outrageous. He's doing something daring. He's trying to do something that Conor McGregor did. Volkanovski could really, really, really stamp himself as one of the all-time greats. If Volkanovski defeats Islam Makhachev, guys, you know, Mount Rushmore's changed. We we have, uh, you know, Habib up there and George St. Pierre up there. And some people have Jones or Amanda. And, of course, you know, there's the old guy, you know, like Chucks and stuff of that nature. If Volkanovski defeats Islam Makhlchev, he is guaranteed on the Mount Rushmore. You, I don't care. You can argue about the other three spots. That spot, one spot, UFC Mount Rushmore will be taken by Alexander Volkanovski. All right. Guys, I'm rolling. Busy, busy week for me. Um, you know, got to travel. We got a commentary gig uh, this weekend. Guys, Or uh, December 3rd, Orlando, uh, UFC come out and say, hey, December 2nd, Icon, uh, Jorge Mazal's Icon FC the night before. Definitely come through. Say, hey, cannot wait. We're, we'll Fight Bananas will be all over that event. Huge event, December 2nd in Orlando, Florida. Friday night, Game Bread Boxing. Uh, tickets still available. Uh, Biloxi. Uh, Mississippi, cannot wait for that. Pearl Gonzalez in the co-main event. Our guy, Devin Cushion, in the main event. All right, I'm out. Dave Van Auken, follow everything on Fight Bananas. Oh, real quick, huge shout-out, guys. Guys, you have to subscribe right now to the MMA Shark. He's on fire. It was 
Uh, I've been following and following. He's been a part of Fight Bananas now. It's been going on to two to three months. Um, I started to bet a little bit more because of his success. And just this weekend, I followed his his methods. I disagreed on one fight. I'm just going to leave it as that. And, you know, I did get lucky on it. I, you know, Guys, I'm a Poirier guy. It is what it is. It was the most money I have ever won betting on the UFC. And I have a huge thank you to the MMA Shark. Guys, just subscribe to him. Go to the MMAShark.com. Yes, you pay for the picks. But he will... He's up every single month. He will just bet that it's, I think it's $109. Just bet $109 on the first fight. After you win that fight, it's free. It's free for the rest of the month. He texts you daily on that Saturday, but not even that. Guys, he makes plays on Cage Warriors, Bellator, LFA, PFL, and also on big boxing matches. I cannot push this over enough. Subscribe right now to the MMAShark.com. All right, there we go. Plugs are over. I'm out. Dave Van Auken, uh, November 14th. Crazy, crazy next two weeks. Thanksgiving's around the corner. PFL Championship's around the corner. Uh, dude, to be UFC 282, Yuri and Glover before you know it. Have a great time out there. Man, um... You know, we did. We lost someone in the MMA community. So, if you're listening to it, just love your, hug your loved ones, text your loved ones. Life's short. It's crazy. Um, it, it's tough out there, guys. Appreciate you. Talk soon. And um, yeah, stay bananas.